Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are, the, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. A beloved and beautiful passage there from Psalm 23 gets us started in this new series called Peace in the Busyness of Life. Last weekend, as we uh, heard in that uh, great uh, video that, that showed it so well of, uh, from Hallelujah uh, Full Circle, we had a great missions weekend. I was pretty pumped about it as missions pastor, and uh, it, it turned out so well. Uh, we, had, we lifted up all of our missions that we are partnered with and invited people into opportunities that we have going on throughout the year, uh, some on a monthly basis, some, uh, some annually, some things going on all the time, and, uh, and had a great, great experience of lifting those up, a lot of people um, showing interest in some of those things locally and globally. Uh, we also uh, had the 5K going on, which you could see in the video, it was... Not exactly the driest uh, 5K that we've ever had, but we had awesome participants who went out there and who braved the rain anyhow and ran the course and, and uh, finished that course well. And it was a great experience, a great, just a great vibe that always goes on around that. A lot of um, those uh, entrance fees, 100% of those entrance fees that, that people paid um, for that goes to our... Uh, one of our partner sites, Wadichaka, to their uh, program there that is a child survival program working with mothers and expecting mothers and uh, mothers of children up through age one. And so that uh, was one of the um, beneficiaries of that. Then after that, um, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, we invited people to go through the compassion journey, which was set up in the, the gym. Hopefully you took an opportunity to go through that, but is walking through the life of a child at these different stations. And we had so many people, uh, wonderful volunteers, mission leaders and other volunteers from Hallelujah and, uh, and beyond that stepped forward to help with Compassion Journey, with the 5K, and with everything that, that went on this weekend. So I'm very grateful to them. Uh, I knew it was going to be a long weekend and an exciting one at that, but um, usually I have Fridays off, but I knew, you know, a Friday, this Friday, it's, it's not going to be off. I did end up working a full day, not this, this Friday, but the Friday leading up to Mission Weekend, and then long day Saturday, long day Sunday. And so I, I had determined ahead of time, I'm going to take some time on Monday to recoup. And one of the ways I enjoy recouping is by taking a walk in the woods. Who loves taking a walk in the woods? Yeah, we're kind of built for that, right? There's just something when we get out there and just breathe in nature. Uh, another 
person, well, not person, but another being in my house that loves taking a walk in the woods is my dog, Ozzy. And there's uh, my buddy, Ozzy. And so he reminds me to, to take walks on uh, a regular basis. But somehow he knew on Monday morning that we weren't just going for a walk around the neighborhood, that we were going to Knock Knolls, uh, which is just, just uh, up the street. And it's a wonderful place. Anybody go walking there on a regular basis? It is incredible that we have, um, have this just within a few miles of us. And he knew to go right to the car and because we were going to drive over there and get in. I, I don't know if it was the type of shoes I put on because I put on like my hiking shoes instead of the tennis shoes. But somehow he knew we were going to knock knolls and he was pumped. And we took a long, refreshing, invigorating uh, walk through knock knolls. Even saw a young adult from our congregation on the way and got to catch up with him. Um, when I came back, it, since it was a Monday, I had to check in, um, check messages. There were several emails, some that I had to get back to like right away or that day. There was follow-up from the weekend. There was a family who was in need. And such is life, right? I mean, just because I needed to pause doesn't mean that life pauses. And I tell this not because it's a unique story. I tell it because it's a very commonplace story that probably all of you can identify with. Sometimes we just want to press pause, and we need to do that. But things don't stop, and demands don't stop. Work doesn't stop. Things at home don't stop. How do we find peace in the busyness that is our lives? How are you doing? One person says to another, good, they say, not wanting to really take the time to say what's really going on in their life. What have you been up to? Oh, just really busy. Got so much going on. Oh, I understand. It's just such a busy time. And both people nod and smile and almost congratulatory nature to one another that their lives are so filled and so busy, that they're so needed, so in demand, so important. How many of you have had a conversation like that in the past week? It's a common conversation. We lead busy lives. But sometimes, can our busyness be a way for us to avoid things that are going on in our lives, or in our minds, or in our hearts? Author Brene Brown writes, one of the most universal numbing strategies is what I call crazy busy. I often say that when they start having 12-step meetings for busyaholics, they'll need to rent out football stadiums. We are a culture of people who have bought into the idea that if we stay busy enough, the truth of our lives won't catch up with us. When we slow down, 
when we take time to pay attention to the thoughts in our minds or the things weighing upon our hearts, we might be faced with things that we are otherwise ignoring. Things like perhaps a struggling relationship or feelings of guilt about not spending enough time with family, a growing child, or an aging parent. Maybe inner questions about purpose and meaning and our own mortality. So we self-medicate with busyness. We may not even realize that we're doing it. We just get so busy that it's become our way of being, our modus operandi. We're scurrying around on the hamster wheel, trying to go faster and faster that we don't take into account that we're really not getting anywhere at all. Maybe we need to take a lesson and be more like this dude. Just chilling. <laughs> Being in the hamster wheel, scurrying around, being constantly busy with stuff is not the way that God intended it for us to be. In fact, God has modeled for us quite the opposite. In the very beginning of the Bible, in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, we have the story of God working creating, giving life, blessing, taking chaos and creating order out of it. And there's this rhythm to it. God applies God's self. God, God gets into a groove and, and God is in the, in the mode of, of making things happen and of bringing forth life and of blessing. But then what does God do? At the end of that, God looks at everything. God says, it is good. And then God rests. Think about that for a moment. Isn't that a crazy idea? God rests? I mean, God, right? I mean, God that, that is omnipotent, all-powerful, all-knowing. God who is watching over us constantly. God who is always there to, to hear the prayers of his people. God who is holding all things together. God needs a break as if God's going to go, you know, and just kind of step out in the backyard and get into the hammock and sip on a lemonade in the shade. It seems like a crazy idea. But notice here it doesn't say that God was tired. There's an order to what's going on, and at the end of that order, God steps back, takes it in, and rests. There's this order of seven days, this order of seven epochs, seven time periods. That number seven we find throughout Scripture, and it is a, a very significant number. And we see that it, it is associated with with God and with completeness and wholeness. And so at the completion of six days, God steps back, but it's not done yet. 
there is yet a seventh day. This is almost the pinnacle of that work, of that creation, of that bringing forth life, is to step back and to take it in and to see the goodness that is there, to celebrate it and to rest. The Hebrew word here is sabbat from where we get the word Sabbath, meaning to desist from exertion. The idea and the practice of Sabbath is central to Jewish thought. In fact, it was so important, God thought to put it in the Ten Commandments, right? You shall uh, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. In Exodus chapter 20, it says, Six days you shall labor and do your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Neither you nor your son and daughter, or, or daughter, sorry, you can't make the kids do it on Sabbath, nor that you're a male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. In the creation story, God models for us the way that he designed for us to operate. Do your work. Create. Give life. Bring some order out of the chaos that does exist around us. But then pause and take in the goodness of it. Sabbath isn't an afterthought or a bonus for when you get your work done. Sabbath is an essential part of living, of wholeness, of completeness. Were it not for the rest and the celebration, the week would not be complete, life would be drudgery, and we would not be whole. Our text for today, Psalm 23, speaks of rest. It contains pastoral imagery, this kind of imagery of of a shepherd with the the sheep, uh, an image that would have been very familiar, very known uh, to the people of David's time uh, when this psalm was sung, was written, uh, a scene that would have been very familiar in Jesus' time as well when he said of himself, I am the good shepherd. In that imagery of Psalm 23, we see that God is our shepherd guiding us to green pastures and leading us beside still waters. Leading us to those places that we are fed and where our souls are refreshed. So how do we find peace in the busyness of life? How do we find rest for our souls when the demands and the responsibilities keep on going. Well, one thing is to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. I mean, God meant what God said when God gave that command to do that. And this isn't just something that God wants us to do to please him. It's a prescription to live in a way that honors him and that it completes um, our existence. Set aside a day for refueling. 
Maybe it involves time, quality time with family and friends. Maybe it involves doing a hobby. Maybe it involves something else like that. In, in Luther's explanation of the, uh, in the small catechism, the Luther's explanation of this commandment, he talked about God's word and being open to hearing it and listening to it. That's why we encourage as part of, of Sabbath time that we come together for worship and to hear God's word and to be in community with one another. Well, we can't always just live for the weekend, though, can we? Maybe we can. But that's not what this is about, living for the weekend. It's, it's finding that Sabbath, that rest for our souls, even in daily life. How many of you have ever been scurrying around, just going from thing to thing, that you're ready to pull your hair out, and you just have to stop and breathe. Just, just to regain yourself, your composure, to just kind of get your thoughts together. Just stopping to do that, to breathe, to take a moment. can put things into such incredible perspective. Because we pause. Because we remember and we give thanks for this gift of life, this breath that courses in and out of our bodies. We, we remember to, to soak in the presence of God all around us. And if we can couple that with remembering a promise of God with a, a scripture passage or with these words of Psalm 23. Lead me beside still waters. Restore my soul. It can become a prayer. Allow yourself those moments, even just in everyday life, to pause to breathe, and to remember the word, the promise, and the goodness of God. We can't do that very well, though, when there's all sorts of distractions going on around us, and those distractions come in the form often of screens, these wonderful devices that link us to our friends, our family, our other responsibilities and the entire world that are in our pockets. What an incredible invention, but what an incredible curse sometimes, right? Can I get an amen? Sometimes we just need to turn off the phone, maybe put it in the other room, let it recharge so that you can recharge. Shut the laptop, turn off the screen. Yes, a good way to kind of rejuvenate sometimes might be to binge watch a Netflix show. Amen to that. But we really got to stop and pause and think about the quality of what we spend that Sabbath time on. And remember to let God lead us beside still waters and restore our soul. 
There was perhaps none busier in his time than Jesus, in demand by people, people wanting to hear him speak, to hear his words, to receive his healing, people demanding his time and attention, and Jesus met them over and over and over in their time of need. But we also have numerous examples when Jesus would just walk away, when Jesus would just disappear. When his disciples would look around like, where did Jesus go? He's off over there again. He'd go to a quiet place. He would retreat. Sometimes we need that, whether it's for an hour or an afternoon, a day, or an extended period of time, sometimes we need to retreat. To be in stillness, to be in solitude, to be in the presence of God. Because that fills us. That's a place where God can meet us. And if we're constantly being drained of what's inside of us, we have nothing to give. But if we take that time to be refilled, then we can be of value. While our world can often be a busy and chaotic place, the good news is that we have a God who invites us to stillness, to have our souls restored in Him. To those who are under the weight of burdensome expectations, Jesus said this. I want to leave you with these words from Jesus. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. For I am gentle and humble in heart, And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. Creator God, um, our lives can reach a hectic pace sometimes. Sometimes it can feel like we are just spinning our wheels and going no place. Lord, you have created us to bring some order out of chaos. You have created us to be creators with you, to bring life, to bless, to meet those around us and their needs. But Lord, you have also created us to rest in you, to come to you and to be refilled and restored. You invite us to that. Lord, help us to take those times to pause in our week, in our days, in our lives. To take time to retreat. To take time to be in stillness. To take time to allow you us, to allow you to lead us beside still waters. So that you may restore our soul and give us rest. In your name we pray, amen.